Okay, bismillahirrahmanirrahim, day two of the 99 names of Allah Ramadan series. And today we're going to be doing the names Al Malik, Al Quddus, Al Salam, and Al Mu'min. So, bismillahirrahmanirrahim, Rabbi Shahri Sadri, Wayasirli Amri, Asma'illahul Husna, the most beautiful names of Allah. Allah states in the Quran, Walillahil Asma'il Husna, Fad'uhu Biha. And to Allah belongs the, na- the best names, so invoke him by them. And this is in Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 180. And then there's also the hadith that mentions that the Prophet said that Allah has 99 names. Whoever memorizes and embraces these qualities will enter heaven. So let's look at the first name of today, which is Al-Malik. And Al-Malik is basically the king. He is the one whose attributes and being needs no existing thing, whereas every existing thing needs him. Allah is independent of everything, and that is how a king is. Al-Malik, the king, is the one who rules over both the heavens and the earth, and everything within them. Linguistically speaking, the root for Al-Malik is Mim, Lam, Kaf, M-L-K, which means to possess or own. And so there is nothing above him. He is the king. And in the Quran, there's a verse, تَبَارَكَ الَّذِي بِيَدِهِ الْمُلْكُ وَهُوَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ Blessed is the one in whose hands rest all authority, and he is most capable of everything. This is in Surah Al-Mulk, ayah num- verse number one. Then there's another verse, which is, فَتَعَالَ اللَّهُ الْمَلِكُ الْحَقِّ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ رَبُّ الْعَرْشِ الْكَرِيمِ so exalted be Allah, the true king. La ilaha illahua. None has the right to be worshipped but he, the Lord of the Supreme Throne. And this is in Al Mu'minun, uh, verse 116. And now I'll read a part from Imam al Ghazali's book about the name Al Malik, the king. One, um, so one person, a prince, came to a sheikh and he asked, he said, Advise me. And so the he said to him, be a king in this world, and you will be a king in the next. When he said, how would I do that? The sheikh answered, renounce this world, and you will be a king in the next. So by this, he meant that you need to detach your needs, your wants, your passions from this world, for kingship lies in being free and able to dispense with everything. So to be able to have to be the king you need to detach your needs and wants so in that way al-malik the king so onto the second name of allah we've got al-quddus the holy and this is the one who is he is the one who is free from every attribute you can imagine or perceive the one that is holy envelops every attribute of perfection no imperfection can be found with that which is holy the name Al-Quddus derives from the root letters Qaf, Dal, Sin, so Q-D-S, which means to be pure or clean or free from imperfection. So sometimes in the Quran you'll notice that Allah refers to himself as Al-Malikul Quddus, the holy, uh, Al-Malikul Quddus, as sometimes the name King, Al-Malik, can, you can sometimes have it as a negative or even neutral neutral connotation. So we've got kings around the world and sometimes some of us perceive these kings as not so nice. So Allah 
ensure by adding the name Al-Quddus, the Holy, to Al-Malik, the King, Allah is implying that not only is He a King, He is the King, and He is also Holy, Al-Quddus. He is so pure, He acts with justice. And sometimes we find ourselves like we've done something wrong, we've wronged ourselves, we've seen something on the news that is that's evil and it obsessed, upsets us and so we find ourselves straying away from Islam, pushing ourselves away from God. And so sometimes we even ask ourselves, are we even worthy of being Muslims? Are we being are we worthy of being forgiven? But we need to realize that Allah is the most merciful. He is all things holy and so we can't attribute these like things or perceive God with human aspects. We need to realize that He is the most holy and with him comes everything pure and holy. And there's an ayah in the Quran, a verse, which says, So see there again, Allah is saying, He's not only the king, he's the purest of kings. He is Allah, there is no God except him, the king, the most holy, the all-perfect. And this is in Surah Al-Hashr, uh, verse 23. And now I'm going to again read something from Imam Al-Ghazali, which is about the council and the name of Al-Qudus. Just give me the page. Okay. So. And whoever elevates his mind above the level of imagined and tangible things and frees his will from the dictates of passion will lodge in the abundance of the garden of holiness. So... We as humans, we perceive so many things, we imagine so many things, and if we just let that all go and just free our will from our passions and whims, we'll find ourselves in this abundance of garden of holiness. We'll find ourselves with some holiness from our God, Lord. So that's the second name, and now we're going on to the third name, which is As-Salam, the flawless. And this is the, he is the one who is free from any defect. He is perfection. And As-Salam is also known as the giver of peace. And so when we look at the root word for As-Salam, it's Seen Lam Mim, S-L-M. And this can mean to be quiet or peaceful or free from fault. And in the Quran, Allah says, وَاللَّهُ يَدْعُوا إِلَى دَارِ السَّلَامِ وَيَهْدِ مَنْ يَشَاءُ إِلَى صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ And Allah invites to the home of peace, and guides whom he wills to a straight path. And this is in Surah Yunus, verse 25. And so here Allah is saying that he will invite whoever he wills to the home of peace. And he will guide whoever he wills to the straight path. So we need to realize that Allah is the giver of peace. And so whenever we're stressed out with life's, we just need to realize that Allah is the is his home is peace he is peace in himself his himself and he will guide us he will give us peace if we just ask for it from him and now i'll read another bit that imam al-ghazali mentions in his book and this is about as-salam the flawless every servant whose heart is free from deceit hatred envy and evil intent and whose limbs are unblemished by sins and forbidden actions and whose attributes are not affected by inversion and reversal will be one who comes to God the Most High with a flawless heart. So to be able to come to Allah with a flawless heart, we need to, our heart needs to be purified. Yeah, you know the book, The Purification of the Heart. Our heart needs to be free from hatred, envy, and all these 
evil intent. And through that, we will be able to come to Allah, to God, with a flawless heart. And that is the third name, As-Salam. And now we're going to our last name of the day, which is Al-Mu'min, the faithful. And this is the one to whom security and safety belong to because he conveys the means to attain them and blocks the paths of danger. So Allah, Al-Mu'min, he is the one who provides us with ways to feel secure and safety, whether that's with sustenance, with money, with a house, with a car, or even just clothes that we wear. And he is also the one who blocks the paths of danger. So he's the one who protects us from any danger that we may feel. And so when we look at the name Mu'min, it comes from the root Alif, la, uh, alif Mim Nun. Okay, so A-M-N. And this, is, this means, this root word means to be secure, to be safe, to be fear, free from fear. And in the Quran, Allah says, so we have the word وَآمَنَهُمْ And this is, and the translation for this is Who has fed them, saving them from hunger and made them safe. And this is in Surah Quraysh, verse 4. And so here Allah is using the verb آمَنَهُمْ He has آمَنَهُمْ مِنْ خوف, Made them safe. And so we need to realize with this verse and with the name Al-Mu'min that Allah is the one who give, provides us with comfort. He is the one who provides us with safety and security. And even through reading other verses of the Quran, we can actually understand and find comfort in Allah's mercy in knowing that with hardship comes ease. Inna ma'al usri yusra. And then we also know the ver another verse that although we might like a thing, it is bad for us, and we may dislike a thing that is good for us. That's a really lovely verse and it reminds us that sometimes we will see things, we'll want things that are good for us, that we like, but actually Allah knows best and they aren't good for us. They're not actually good for us. And so this faith in Allah, in the Quran, in Allah's words and in his decree, this is what allows us to feel secure. This is what allows us to feel tranquil while we're going along this path of being a righteous servant, of being guided to the straight path insha'Allah. And so I'll read from Imam al-Ghazali's book. For security and safety are only conceivable in locations of fear. And fear only arises with the possibility of annihilation, diminishment, or destruction. The absolutely faithful one is God, may he be praised and exalted, as the one from whose direction alone security and safety may, con may conceivably emanate. It is hardly a secret that someone who is blind in one eye fears that ruin may come to him in as much as he cannot see, yet his good eye keeps him safe from that. Or an amputee fears harm, which can only be countered by the hand, yet his sound hand protects him from it, and the same is true of all the senses and limbs, for the faithful one created them, fashioning them and constituting them. So he, Imam al-Ghazali gives us two examples, one of a blind per, a person who is blind in one eye and one of a person who has lost a hand, who is an amputee in one hand. And so he's saying that although we might have these, these things in our, so sometimes we might, someone might be blind or someone might have an issue with them, that actually Allah is the provider and that 
through this, they there is still always good in what happens to us. No matter whatever happens to us, there is always good. And so let us suppose that a man is alone, pursued by a band of his enemies, cast down in ruin and una unable to move his limbs because of his weakness. Even if he could move them, he has no weapons with him. Or if he had weapons, he could not prevail over his enemies alone. Or if he had soldiers, he could not be sure that his soldiers would not be defeated. Nor has he a fortress to take refuge in. Then someone comes and attends to his weakness, strengthening him, providing him with soldiers and arms, and builds him a secure fortress, so granting him security and safety. It is fitting that such a one be named faithful in his regard. So again, Imam al-Ghazali is giving us another example of a man who's being pursued by our enemies and he's unable to move. He's so weak, his legs are hurting him and he has no weapons and he has no soldiers to help him defeat these enemies, nor does he have shelter to take refuge in. And so then someone comes, Imam al-Ghazali gives this example of someone who comes and gives him a lending hand and he provides him with soldiers and all these things. And so in this way, we can look at it that this is Allah for us. We find ourselves in situations where we don't think we're going to be able to get out of them, uh, whether it's like whether being unemployed and it's so hard finding a job, especially with COVID. And we don't realize that actually Allah is the provider. And when we just look for him and pray for, for guidance from Allah and for help and sustenance, that he is always there. He is there to lend a hand, even though we might not see some of the signs that Allah provides for us. He is there. He is the faithful one. And then Imam al-Ghazali continues by saying, Man is basically weak by nature, subject to sickness, hunger, and thirst from within, and to harm from burning, drowning, and from wounds and ferocious animals from without. The only one who can protect him from these fears is one who prepares remedies to counter and repel sickness, food to eliminate hunger, and drink to slake the thirst limbs to protect his body, and senses to gain information warning him from anything about to destroy him. Then there is his greatest fear of eternal damnation, and nothing will protect him from that but the profession of faith in the unity of God. For God, may he be praised and exalted, guides him to it and makes him desire it, so that he says, there is no God but God is my fortress, and whoever enters into my fortress is safe from my punishment. For there is no security in the world unless it is derived from the intermediary which he alone creates and guides us in using. For he is the one who gave unto each thing its nature and then guided it all right. He is truly the absolutely faithful one. And so here Imam al-Ghazali again is saying, we as humans, we're weak. We get sick, we get ill, we get hungry, we get thirsty. We're fasting right now, right? Or some of us have broken our fast, or some of us are waiting to break our fast. And so we're hungry. We're waiting to break our fast. And we have the, the way to get rid of this hunger is to eat, to, to get rid of the sickness is to take medicine or go to a doctor. And then we have this greatest fear, this fear of hell, eternal damnation, and that nothing is going to protect us from this. Nothing is going to protect us from the day of judgment and from hell except the profession of faith in the unity of God. Ashhadu anna la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah to profess that there is no God but Allah and that Muhammad is his messenger. And so we need to 
have that faith in Allah that whatever He wills happens and everything that happens is in His plan and He knows what is best. And so that is the four names that we went through today for our Ramadan series. And they were Al-Salam, Al-Quddus, Al-Mu'min, and uh, what was it? Al-Salam, Al-Quddus, Al-Malik, Al-Malik, Al-Quddus, Al-Salam, Al-Mu'min. And so um, before ending, I'd like to do a small prayer, a small dua. And so, Bismillah. Ya Allah, you are Al-Quddus, the most holy. You are Al-Malik, you are the king. You are As-Salam, the faithful, the giver of peace. Ya Allah, you are Al-Mu'min, the faithful. So Ya Allah, please let us always come towards you when we are weak, when we are sick, when we are hungry. But also, Ya Allah, please allow us to come towards you when we are happy, when we are elevated, when we are in the best of health. Let us always be in the remembrance of Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, irhamna bi rahmatika, Ya Allah, please have mercy on us, Ya Allah. Today is the second day of Ramadan. And so, Ya Allah, I ask that you guide us you guide us and you provide us with security and safety in our days. You provide us with sustenance, whether that be food or faith or a job. Ya Allah, you, you alone are the best of the best. Ya Allah, please, please forgive us for our wrongdoings. Ya Allah, please forgive us for anything that we have done that is wrong. Ya Allah, irhamna bi rahmatika. Ya Rabbi, Ya Allah, Tawqabbal minna siyamuna, please, Ya Allah, please accept from us all our fasting. Please make us, make this Ramadan the best for us, Ya Allah. Innaka antarhamur rahimeen, so please have mercy on us, Ya Allah, and forgive us for anything wrongdoing that we have. Um, so that is it for today. Oh, and any mistake that I've made is only, of course, for myself. And anything good is always from Allah, alhamdulillah. Wa akhad da'wana an alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen. And may everyone's day be blessed, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.